The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. So I often talk about this website, The Conversation, because they really do have the most fascinating uh, articles about diverse things. It could be science, it could be culture, and so much more. Lately, there's one that's come up which talks about how to grow a rhino in a lab, the science that could save an endangered species. Now, many of you may recall seeing the picture of the last of the northern white rhinoceros. It was a male rhinoceros. And you saw the picture of his keeper sitting next to him as he lay on the ground. Incredibly moving picture. But also for science, an incredibly devastating picture because once that northern uh, white rhino disappeared, we now only have two females alive. What do we do next? Well, on the line is Professor Ruth Appleton, Assistant Research Professor at the University of Antwerp. Prof, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for the invitation. I'm happy to be here. So first of all, let's just talk about the extinction of the northern white rhino and where we're at with that right now. So very few rhinos survive nowadays outside of national parks and reserve due to persistent poaching and habitat loss. Three out of five rhinoceros species are already critically endangered. The black, the javan and the Sumatran one. The greater one-horned or the Indian one is considered vulnerable. And in Africa, the white rhinos are classified as near-threatened. But then we are talking about species. And the situation is, in fact, even much more serious when we consider subspecies like the northern white rhinos. So, um, for example, the western black rhino was declared extinct already since 2011 and now the the northern white rhino he became functionally extinct since that last male died in 2018 and now we only have those two females left which are by the way kept under 24-hour guard just to protect them from the poaching situation you know which then takes me back to that image of the guard who was sitting I mean, he was basically leaning against this 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 dying old rhino. And it, as I say, it's incredibly moving because of what you've described. What is it that you guys are now doing in the laboratory in order to see how we could save them as an endangered or extinct species? Yes, yeah, so there are. So I think to me... Uh, Solving the problem naturally is no longer possible. So we need to intervene and we need to work in labs and develop techniques to find solutions. And there are several ways being developed to grow rhinos in a lab. And my lab specifically is focusing on the use of stem cells. And we will investigate two sources of stem cells. First of all, we we want to find pre-existing stem cells within the ovary of the animals and activate those stem cells to form an egg. And this will happen by just addition of growth factors, solutions, hormones, all to mimic, in fact, the situation in the body, in the lab. So those stem cells and those growth factors, we will combine them in a plastic dish And this dish, we will keep warm in an incubator so that everything can grow. 
And once, oh yes. So, Prof, can I just go ahead? Jump in there. Are you yes. saying then that the the two female rhinos that are left, so there's no male, there's two females, but that they don't have eggs, which is why you are then working with the stem cell. They have eggs. They still have eggs, but very few. Yeah. And the problem, and the problem is that we also can. Um, not so easily harvest ovarian tissue from those females. It's a very risky procedure. Um, and, and that's why we want to find other ways. Yeah. There are several parallel projects running in the world. And one very famous group, BioRescue, for example, they are stimulating those females with hormones to harvest the yeah. last remaining eggs. But we need to find parallel ways because we cannot harvest enough eggs yeah. to really revive a species. So did you um, then collect sperm from the, the white male rhinos before their death? Yes, this happened. I didn't do it in my lab, but, but this certainly happened. Um, we already know for decades that it's going bad with this species. Mm. So we already anticipated it. And so we could bank sperm but banking oocytes, banking eggs is much, much harder. So this, this didn't happen. So we can only rely on the eggs that are still present in the females. Or now we are working on that other uh, pathway, just creating eggs. So, Prof, we have to go to a break. But when we come back from the break, what I'd like to find out is what the next step is. So let's go to the break first. The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. And of course, I'm sure you've all woken up this morning feeling fantastic because the box thrashed the All Blacks. And if it's any indication of the way forward, uh, let's hope it is an indication of the way forward. Things are looking very good for us in the World Cup series. We're talking to Professor Ruth Appleton, who's an assistant research professor at the University of Antwerp. We're talking about the projects that are looking and running across the world to save the northern white rhinoceros. And as I mentioned, this came out of an article on the Conversation platform, which really does focus on very interesting science and culture uh, stories. Prof, we were saying um, you have the stem cells, other projects have got the eggs, we have the sperm, but I understand that you're not going to be uh, working with the actual female rhinoceroses themselves, the two remaining females. Uh, indeed. Um, I know that the rhinoceros is a flagship for endangered species, and it's especially now with the only two females left, a very important species to work on, but samples are very rare. And we still need to develop so many techniques that, for example, my lab, now since last year, first wants to develop the techniques on a porcine model. So we will use pig tissue to try to experiment. And then when we have the technique set and developed, we will go to the rhinoceros. Uh, and to other possible endangered species also. If it does work, would you then take it to, um, for example, the southern white female rhino? And and could that work? Because they're different. Well, they're the same. What is it? They're the same <laughs> genus, but different Spe species. They, yes, they are, in fact, two subspecies of the same species. Oh, okay. So <laughs> the species is the white rhinoceros, and there is a southern one and a northern one. Um 
they do differ absolutely um but we do believe that uh, they are the closest related subspecies and we do believe that techniques working in the southern one might work in the northern one and vice versa yeah. we will even use the nor- the southern one now to apply techniques for the northern one because in the lab we can go until the stage of an embryo creation but then that embryo needs to leave the lab again and we will transfer that embryo into a southern white rhino so we need the southern white to save the northern white I think this is the most extraordinary story. Prof, in uh, real terms, how long do you think it might take for this to, to really happen? Um, the the development of the stem cell technologies might take um, many more years. <laughs> it is, yes, indeed. Um, it is very challenging. Much more research needs to be done, but it are very promising ways to save endangered species. And I think just because we need so much more time, it's important to keep working with several research groups parallel at the same time. So we need uh, the hormonal stimulation to, you know, gather the last remaining eggs from the females while we are also developing the stem cell technologies. We wish you all the very best. I need to ask you a question of utmost importance now, Prof, and that is as follows. Our big question of the day here on the show is, do you remember the first time you had your heart broken and uh, how did you react to that? Oh, yes, I think almost everyone's heart has been broken already. Um, I think the first reaction is emotional, sadness, maybe also anger, but time will heal all wounds, I guess. And um, at least I experienced the same. Let time pass by and just, you know, give yourself time to be sad and then just get up and make life better. I love it. The, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the scientific response to having your heart broken. Prof Ruth Appleton, thank you so much for joining us. She's the Assistant Research Professor at the University of Antwerp. And what an extraordinary story where science can be used for the good of our earth as well and that's the question we're asking you is do you remember your first heartbreak and what did you do what was your first big love and uh, or who was your first big love and how did it affect you did you protect yourself like a pangolin and how did you feel the first time you saw that person with someone else we're asking you that question and of course we're asking for your big fat juicies this morning it's time for us to go to what to the Today in History clip, we look at this week in history, and here's James Hall from the Africa Today Yesterday website.